This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Sam Whitelock does well to hang on to it. Well, the All Blacks threatening to go coast to coast here. Harvey, beautiful ball away to Sam Kane. And Johnny Baird is in. That's a brilliant try. Artie Savia takes it quickly off the back. Sends it away. Barrett, just for the All Blacks. Outstanding response under all sorts of pressure from the All Blacks. They have thumped Argentina by 53 to 3. Yeah, 53-3 to was the uh, final score in that test match on the weekend. And the man who called that game, the man whose voice you just heard, Tony Johnson, joins us now from Sky Sports. G'day, TJ. How are you? Morena, Ricardo. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Good. Uh, what was your takeaway from that match, particularly given how the first test went in Christchurch? Uh, well, it's a lot more fun uh, when the team's playing well and, and uh, you know, you know, you're not going to have a week full of recriminations and what have you. No, but I, I, it was a it was a terrific performance. Uh, you could argue that uh, Argentina just weren't able to replicate the intensity and the passion that they'd shown in Christchurch. It's very difficult to do that, and I think this rugby championship has proven that. Is that I think uh, Argentina the only team so far uh, after four rounds of play. They're the only team that have strung together two wins in a row. I think I'm right in saying that. Um, and we've still got two rounds to go. So whoever can, can do it from here on in uh, will we'll probably win the title. Um, so it, it's just been that sort of a championship. But I, I thought this, um, you know, outside the, the win in uh, Johannesburg, which was obviously terrific when you consider where they were playing, but in, just in terms of the quality of the performance, I think this was probably, um, in terms of the rugby that they produced over 80 minutes, this was their best of the year so far. Yeah, I think it's been uh, been far and away the, the the best performance of the team, and, and we have. I don't know if you heard, but I was I was just uh, did a bit of a spell at the top there and just talked about how things seem to have changed. We seem we did have for a while this um, preoccupation with trying to outmuscle the opposition and run over them rather than playing smarter and hitting gaps. We we've definitely seen a, a bit of a tune up in terms of tactics, haven't we? Yeah, although it's hard to do one without doing a bit of the other. And I think what we saw on Saturday night was it was a balance that we know that um, it, 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 you can't expect new coaching influences to change things overnight. And, uh, you know, you start to see... We've obviously seen the impact of Jason Ryan because the forward effort was much improved. Um, but also... You know, the structures brought in um, by Joe Smith, but also, you know, that ability, that innate ability of New Zealand players and that preference for New Zealand players to, to play what's in front of them. 
uh, and I think it, you know it's about getting the balance right. There are certain things that you have to do before you can start to, to move the ball and look for space and all those sorts of things. And you know that that was what was encouraging about it. It, it was a really positive step in the right direction. I mean, you know. It's just another round of the championship in a way, and, and that you know there's still the Bledisloe Cup ahead, uh, and that, that's a, that's a really important trophy. But I think if they can kick on from this, then 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 maybe uh, it, it might just allay some of the, um, the you know the fears and the angst that seems that have been you know doing the rounds in recent times. As I say, it, it is a step, a, a very good step in the right direction, but it's just a step at this point. Well, I guess that's the, the the one thing that has held me back from saying, you know, after that performance, oh, you know, everything's everything's rosy now, is that we've had these bounce-back wins and then um, turned into poor performance the following week. You know, we saw that um, against the box. We saw that uh, against the Argentinians as well. Yeah, um, but again, I think that comes down to uh, just the, the evenness of the competition to a degree, um, that, that, that you know, everyone's doing the same thing. You know, it's a sort of a win-loss, win-loss type scenario. I mean, you know, the Australians were very good uh, against um, the Springboks in the first test in Australia, and then, and then on Saturday, they hardly fired a shot. They were poor. Uh, you look at the Springboks in South Africa, they were... Definitely the better team in the first uh, test against the All Blacks, and then they, they couldn't replicate that in the second. It, you know, it, it's it's very hard to generate uh, the physicality, the intensity, the emotion, the focus, all of those things. Although the teams are finding it hard to do those things, you know, two weeks in a row, and the team that can get on top of that, as I say, they'll, they'll be the ones to, to go to win. You know, the All Blacks now, they've got um, a turnaround. It's not quite a two week turnaround because the next test is a Thursday test. But I think they'll really want to kick it on and, and take advantage of an Australian team that's, you know, that was showing a lot of promise but have certainly got some issues. That, that They'll want to make sure, A, that the Bledisloe Cup gets put away for another year. Uh, that you win in Melbourne and you've done that because it's just two test matches this year for the Bledisloe Cup. And, and secondly, uh, you, you know, they've got a, a one-point lead. Um, you, know, you know, they're now in pole position. And, and and I guess they'll they'll want to consolidate that with a with a good win, um, while the Aussies, um, sorry, while uh, the Pumas and the Springboks battle it out in Buenos Aires. Yeah, just on that, I mean, what do you think about the uh, the Pumas? We saw them, you know, obviously put the Wallabies to the sword, you know, beat them by thirty points in that second test. They beat us for the first time in New Zealand last week. What chance do you give them of taking a test off the box this season? Oh, I think they've got a good chance of taking a test off the Springboks because, you know, the first one's at home. That'll be their big hope, uh, and they'll fire up for that um, in front of their home fans. And, you know, that'll be a difficult trip for a, for a um, South African team. You know, they'll go back to South Africa and they'll head off, and, um, you know, it'll be brutal because they've both got gigantic forward packs. Um, but, no, I, I think they're a, a, a good side. They've got terrific players. Um, and, and let's not forget, they've got a couple of good players out at the moment, Sanchez and Dilla Fuente, missing from their back line. I'm not sure what the chances are of getting them back, um, but I think they missed them a bit, um, certainly at the weekend. But again, I, to me, it just comes back to, you know, Michael Checker is an emotional man. He's a very good coach, obviously, um, but, you know, powerful emotion is very much part of his uh, stock and trade. And, you know, I think 
the difficulty of, of, of ramping the team up to that level every week was, was evident on, on, on Saturday, and that's going to be the big challenge. I think um, that, you know, it's funny how it's so tight that they went from the top of the table to the bottom of the table in the space of a couple of hours, but like everyone else, they are still very much in the hunt for this championship. Yeah, they are. They, uh, I think they've shown too, uh, it's going to be interesting their Northern Tour because they do play France on their Northern Tour and they've been a bit of a bogey yeah. team for the French but I think everybody's eyeing the French at the moment has been, uh, I wouldn't even say dark horses but probably the favourites for the World Cup next year so it'd be interesting to see how they go there. It was interesting, I had Steve Devine on uh, with us yesterday on the rugby run and he he went, uh, All Blacks are winning this 13-plus while watching the warm-ups, he said, because the intensity wasn't there in the Pumas' warm-up and they were dropping balls left, right and centre and things. So, yeah, it is getting that consistency, but uh, you've got to give it to yeah. Checker and Kid. Well, they, they have improved things there. Yeah, for sure. But they, they just didn't make a good start. I mean, I think Love and Nini dropping that early pass and, and the All Blacks, you know, just took up, um, you know, set up camp, really, in the half. Um, and from, from there, you know... It kind of sapped, you know, a little bit of the uh, the, the edge out of the, the, the spring ball. Uh, sorry, the, the the Pumas getting off to that bad start. Um, and, and conversely, uh, you know, the All Blacks, you know, the things that we were looking for them to improve, obviously one was the discipline. I think the penalty count ended up quite even. Um, but, but also the ball handling, the skills had let them down. And this time, the accuracy was so much better and I think I made the point with about I think it was about uh, seven or eight minutes to go in the game I can't remember exactly but at that point for all the ball that they'd had the All Blacks had dropped it twice and and to me that that says a couple of things firstly uh, they'd obviously focused on it they'd put the work in they realised in the wet conditions that it was going to be important but secondly I think they made a few adjustments to the team um, and little things like that, I think the skill levels that uh, the likes of George Bauer, Ethan DeGroote, uh, Tyrell Lomax with his league background, obviously, um, you know, good good ball handler, That they, they, look, they looked after the ball a whole lot better, and the kicking game was so much better, so much more effective. It obviously encouraged more, and let's mix it up a bit, drop one in behind the line, or, or put an angle kick out, put one out to the wing, you know, Harili there to take a bit of um, kicking pressure off him as well. I thought those that was that was another really big improvement in the All Blacks was their their kicking game was just so much more effective. Has this um, has this put test um, put the Barrett Mawanga argument to rest? Do you think you think Mawanga is now the, t- the our starting ten? Um, I think it's put it to rest for another week or so. Um, <laughs> I, I think on the, 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 it's never going to go away, mate. And, and uh, you know, we've, we've had these sorts of issues in, in the past, you know, um, and it's nothing new in New Zealand rugby. You, you've got two prodigiously talented players, neither of whom have up until now really grabbed that role that, 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 that you know, Dan Carter vacated um, after his fantastic career. Um, you know, they've, they've both had their moments. Barrett at times is just astonishingly good. Uh, Richie Maunga, we, we know what he's capable of uh, from the Crusaders, hasn't always been able to replicate that at test levels. I think that's something that'll go on. But I would say that on the basis of what we saw on Saturday night, that, that Maunga definitely does deserve to start again in the test um, in, in, in Melbourne. I think he's earned that right. But, you know, what an amazing talent to have in the mix in, in Bowden Barrett as well. Um, you could say 
you know, if both of those guys are playing to the best of their ability, it's, a, it's an incredibly good problem to have. Uh, if neither of them are playing to the best of their abilities, then it becomes a conundrum. Mm, yeah, no, it's well said, mate. Um, we also saw uh, the captain, Sam Kane, really step up in, in his hometown of Hamilton. Uh, probably his best game for a couple of years, I think, really big on defence in that first half. And, and then in the second half, uh, when the All Blacks had to go forward, he, he was hitting holes really well too with the ball at hand. Well, I, his, his best, he was brilliant in Johannesburg, mate. I, I, I think that Sam Kane, to me, has become a bit of a target. And, and yes... Uh, he did slip off a couple of tackles um, in the game in Christchurch for sure, but um, he, he's been um, leading the tackle count for the team. Uh, he, uh, you know, I, I, I speak to players who played with him or against him in recent times, and, and I know that um, Kane Haynes, I'm sure he won't mind me saying this, because you know, Kane, the guy that I, I work with a lot, and, and it, it, the comment that he made to me is that he doesn't think there's a, a, a more well-regarded, respected player in, in the game in New Zealand. Um, but, but as I say, I think Sam Kane became a bit of a whipping boy. Um, and, and to me, some of the... the uh, and, and again, because it's a little bit like the old Ken Rutherford, Martin Crowe thing. Um, slight, you know, different style with Artie. Uh, you've got Dalton Papali'i in the mix as well. Um, but, but to me, uh, he just underlined what a good player he is. And it was a phenomenal performance. And, I, I, you know, I tell you what, the, uh, the ice baths would have got to work out the Pumas camp as a consequence of some of the, the hits he put on Saturday night. Yeah, we've had a few texts come through, actually, about uh, a few of those things you mentioned. Uh, this one just came through from James. He said, is it me, TJ, or were the ABs now using a, a rush defence? Their line speed was awesome. Is that Schmidt making his presence felt? Um, yeah, I, I, just, I think it was more just the accuracy of their defence um, rather than uh, a new defensive uh, setup or, or, or tactic, um, but but by the same token, I, I think the key was the heat that they put on the Pumas around the breakdown. Uh, I, that's where I saw them uh, really attacking them. Uh, Kubeli came in, and you know, you think well, that's probably not a bad move. It's probably going to be a night for kicking. It might work out well for them, but uh, they put a lot of heat on him. Uh, they just the way they, you know, aggressively uh, attack the breakdown, but smartly this time. You know, you didn't see guys going in the side or off their feet or whatever to, to the same degree that they had. So, again, I think you know that the, the defence was good. I mean, any time keep a, a team trialist, the defence has, has to have done its job. But I, I just think you know, combination the heat they put on, uh, they didn't allow them a lot of room, but also you know the. the, the um, the, the Pumas after, after a bad start just just couldn't hang on to the ball with any any consistency in the face of just really resolute and impactful tackling. It's um, things definitely improved at the breakdown. We saw that. We we saw Akira Yuani um, drop the course, and um, we've seen you know changes there and in, in, in the sixth jersey. I mean, now that Brody Retallick is back. And we saw him off the bench, and he was really impactful off the bench. Do you think against the Aussies in Melbourne, we go back to Scott Barrett at six, or do you think Frizzell's done enough to hold that position? Um, yeah, not. I don't think they necessarily have to make that change. I think Frizzell's another player who you, you've just looked for um, for consistency of effort. I, I think he's been very good over the last two tests. He was a very good line-out option. Uh, 
on the back of the very accurate throwing from Samasoni Taukiaho, is that you know mm. he's firming up as, as, as a, my candidate for Player of the Year the way he's going. Um, but but uh, you know again uh, just really strong at the tackle. The All Blacks uh, clean out at the breakdown was so much better as well that they were that they got their system right about the way they were attacking the breakdown off their own carries. And, you know, he was paramount in that as well. So, no, I, I, I think he, he probably deserved um, to, to stay there. Uh, I don't think they'll look to make too many changes at all um, for, for, the, for the test in Melbourne, um, you know, off, off, off the back of this. But, again, what it is, what it is doing, it, it's starting to give the All Blacks, um, we, you know, with Britallic back in the mix and how good it was to see him. But now it's strengthened the All Black bench so much uh, to have, like, on this occasion, um, Barrett coming off the bench, uh, two Barrett, uh, sorry, uh, Bowden Barrett coming off the bench, Ritalik coming off the bench. So, you know, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't necessarily stray too much from what they put out at, at the weekend. I think they deserve another day. We did have a text come through saying, I enjoyed watching the AB's performance. They played really well. Uh, the main discussion was how poor the Argentinians were. It's easy to play well when you're not being tested. At 3-0, you could see who was up for it and who wasn't. And I called a 40-point yeah. AB win there. What are you, are you nervous about Melbourne at all, TJ? How much from this performance can we take forward into that Australian series? Well, firstly, I'd say that's a very much a glass-half-empty approach. Um, you know, we, we, yes, the, the, the Pumas probably were a notch below what they were in Christchurch, um, but, but by the same token, they weren't allowed to be good. Um, they, you know, mistakes that they made were punished. Um, so you know, I, I think as much as I think people were a bit reluctant to give the Pumas, you know, sufficient credit after their performance in Christchurch, um, you know, let's sort of, you know, balance things out by saying, yeah, they, they weren't as good, but maybe they weren't allowed to be as good. They weren't allowed a foot in the door. Um, yeah, look, just in terms of Australia, uh, they'll be really disappointed uh, with how they went at the weekend after such a good performance the week before. Um, and, and, you know, they've got a few issues. It looks like Taniela Tupo, those traitorous calves of his are playing up again and they'll be struggling to get him back into shape. Um, you know, that, that, that's still, to me, they haven't quite got it right uh, at 10. Uh, Karevi's not there. I just, just want the absence of talismanic players like that, the impact that it's ha- going to have on the team, that, that's going to be a big challenge for Dave Rennie. But don't worry, uh, Rennie, as we know, he's a very smart man, and he will be cooking something up for this uh, Bledisloe Cup test. So, in, in a way, Ricardo, it, it all just starts again in Melbourne, doesn't it? Yeah, very much so, mate. Very much so. Are you heading over there? Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, going over, what's it, Tuesday next week. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we're back. We're indoors, too. We're, uh, we're, uh, um, we're at, I can't remember what they call it now. Marvel um, Stadium. So I enjoyed going over there uh, early on in the year when it was over for uh, the, the Super Week. Um, and it'll, it'll be great because there'll be a terrific atmosphere there. Melbourne's such a great sporting city. And, uh, you know, the, the Bledisloe Cup, that, 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 that's um, something that New Zealand has. That's a trophy that we still have that they will not want to let go. And something Australia, having lost it in, what was it, 2003, 
I mean, you're coming up 20 years without it. They must be getting pretty desperate. Wow, and to be fair to them, Tony, I mean, you would have been looking at the All Black performances against Ireland and, you know, the, the, the patchiness of this of, of the rugby championship start and thinking that they were a chance. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, and look, it's just a, uh, as I say, it's a sign that this is a very even rugby championship that, that all of the teams have got strengths but they're all struggling for consistency and performance. And I think that's where we've seen, you know, Ireland and France in particular have been very good. There's no question that those are the leading lights in world rugby at the moment. Um, you know, France, to me, uh, if they can't win the World Cup next year with the team they've got, they will never win it. Um, and, and Ireland, well, you know, their record at World Cups is patchy, but they, they, they look good. So and you can't discount England as well. So, I mean, it's, it, this rugby championship, to me, it, it's, it's, it's a time where you're, I don't know, what, 14 months, 13 months out from the World Cup. You, you know, teams really should be taking shape. Uh, you should be starting to get an idea of what direction they're heading. In. And I think from that point of view, the next couple of weeks are probably going to be as important as the end-of-year tour. Yeah, uh, and the end of year tour as well. I mean, that's uh, I think I'm trying to remember who we've got. Is it Scotland and Wales and then England? I mean, I mean, really, the yeah, well, England's going to be the test, first. isn't it? Yeah, they've got uh, Japan first. Uh, Scotland has never beaten the All Blacks, but would love to. Wales haven't beaten them since 1953. Would love to, but I think the one we're all looking at is England. But I, you know, they they can't focus too much on England because those other test matches have to be won. Uh, England not without their issues as well, and of course uh, every time they take the field, the blowtorch is on Eddie Jones. So that's a fascinating scenario that's yet to unfold. Um, but but as I say, I, I think the immediate focus is um, on the Bledisloe Cup. And and just look at you know the only other thing I'd say, um, Ricardo, is that these guys that haven't been playing, you know, the, the likes of Tuivasa, Sheik, and Satutu, and there's a couple of props there that could do with a bit of. Uh, you know, a bit more rugby at provincial level as well. Let's, let's just hope that we see them in action a bit more over the next few weeks yeah. uh, because they need the game time. They just simply haven't been getting enough of it. Oh, man, it's so good too. I mean, Harbour versus Counties and seeing Papali and Satutu in there, you know, you, that's what you want. You know, if these guys aren't going to be part of your 23, then let them go and play provincial rugby, get some games under their belt. Yeah, well, you know, Tui Vasa Sheks to me is the, is the, is the, the, the biggest, um, I, I guess, case there. That you know he you know it's just a balancing it you know where, what's he going to benefit more from playing for Auckland or training with the All Blacks and uh, the coaches of the respective sides would probably have a different argument. Mm, yeah, well that's probably fair. That's probably fair. Hey, just before I let you go, mate, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Steve Devine was with us on the uh, on the rugby run yesterday, um, and he's a bit concerned about the form, even though we had that win. The form of Aaron Smith just thinks that the the pace has gone a little bit, uh, the pass is maybe wavering a bit, and he's at the moment uh, I got him to rank his his top five uh, halfbacks in the country, and and it, he had Finlay Christie as his number one. That's where he would start. You you obviously called yeah. the game. I mean, what's your take been on Aaron Smith this season? Well, number one is a former international halfback, uh, Steve Devine. You've got to respect his opinion on this, uh, and a forthright opinion too. Um, that you know, it's good that you know when you do hear former internationals that are prepared to come out and question something like that. Uh, I wouldn't disagree that uh, Aaron Smith, you know, has been a, a great player. He's been central to this uh, this All Black team, and I think. They, they still, you know, the, the experience factor that he brings for sure uh, is the reason why that, you know, they're still looking to start him. But uh, yeah, 
is he the same player that he was two or three years ago? Well, you know, you get to that age, it's very hard to be that, isn't it? Um, the answer, in my opinion, probably not. Um, they're not going to. Um, they're not going to drop him. Um, you know, he's still going to be a, an important part going forward. But yeah, Christie came on late in the game. By this stage, you know, the game had broken open a bit. Uh, the All Blacks had the ascendancy, and so it's probably uh, a bit easier to come on and, and impact in, in that scenario than, than maybe it is starting when everything's on the line, everything's being ferociously fought out. Bit of pressure on, but but Christie was very good when he came on. Not just in terms of his speed to the breakdown, uh, his rapid clearance, but also his support play, which is a real strength of his. Um, and that that great try that they scored, um, the one where they went from end to end or coast to coast. Uh, you know, he popped up after that that brilliant break by um, Rico Ioane. He was the guy that was there. To, to, to pop up at the right place, keep it going, and that just showed again his incredible speed and instinct to be where a halfback needs to be. So yeah, look, it's it, it, it's it's certainly uh, a discussion point, and I wouldn't uh, I w- certainly wouldn't disagree uh, with I wouldn't it's a worry, but um, it's just something that they'll, they'll be hoping that Aaron Smith can can retain. Or, or get back to his absolute best by World Cup next year, because with the experience and the the, the mouse that he brings, uh, you know, very important. He's been a very important player. Mm, yeah, he has, mate. Uh, and just uh, lastly, Brennan just texted through and said, "Hey, TJ, do the ABs have a couple of beers and hang out with the opposition after a game?" As I've seen the box and the Wallabies doing the sheds. I mean, that's what rugby's all about, isn't it? Having a couple of quiets afterwards. Oh, for sure. Um, and, and in fact, if anything. Uh, they, they, I don't want to sound like the PR department, but they've almost been a, a, a bit of a leader in that regard. Uh, that you know, things with the Aussies were were um, you know being frosty on and off, and and I think you know they really um, took steps to um, you know reintroduce the, the, the you know the beers afterwards for a while, and I think it was you know while Robbie was coaching the the Wallabies, I think the beers in the changing rooms might have stopped for a while, but, but no, they, they they definitely do, and. Look, I, I know that people are making a lot of the, um, Pablo Matera and, and the way he reacted to Dane Coles. And, and Coles, he did a job on him, just got right under his skin. Um, and you can argue about, you know, the, the rights and wrongs of all that. Um, but, but, you know, the, the little thump on the arm as they went past at the end, that was, yeah, OK, you've got me. Well, I'll see you and, you know, I'll, I'll see you in, uh, next time or wherever it is, Buenos Aires next year. Um, but, but, look, you know, There'll be a, a massive respect uh, amongst all those players. A lot of them, you know, they, they played each other a lot, and, and some of them, you know, they even become friends. So it's definitely something that they do. Yeah, good stuff, TJ. Thanks very much for giving we us some time today, mate. Some things than others, though. What? I'd say. What's that? Sorry, I say it's probably, you know, a little bit easier to do it with some teams than others. Um, mm. You know, there's probably tensions involved with some of them, but no, I think. Uh, um, in fact, I, you know, the book that we did. Um, a couple of years ago, behind the silver fern, I'm not trying to get a gratuitous plug-in for it, but I remember Dane Coles talking about, you know, after the Irish beat them in, in uh, um, Chicago, how, you know, that, that they all, I think the Irish actually instigated it, but it would have been the other way, that, you know, sitting down and having a beer with Rory Best after the game and Rory Best's son there, and he just said that's what footy's all about. So, no, they believe in that for sure. Yeah, good stuff, TJ. Go well, mate. Enjoy the rest of your week. Cheers, Ricardo.
For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.